All right. So this is a tweet from. Okay. First of all, can you can you guys still hear that guitar? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is a tweet from Thomas Drantz, dated May twentieth, twenty twenty two. I hope JMO puts in some like evil music underneath this. Oh, he won't need music, believe me. Uh, <laughs> as the Rangers and Oilers are finding out, life is tough for non-elite teams in the final eight. Hashtag anything can happen. actually recorded me doing that too but i thought it would be funnier if i did it live oh yeah that is that was a very good bit <laughs> speed agility power i'm a big fan of these things all of the performance i demand for myself on the ice is here and it's all of my needs in dynamic fashion Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Roxy Fever. I am your host, Jackson McDonald, with me as usual. Hey, everybody. Vyas are in here. Hey, Elliot Hoyt. Oh, so uh, what's the date today? It's May 31st. Uh, we are recording on the first night of the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, we are, I, I, well, I can't speak for the two of you, but I am uh, in the middle of watching this insane Colorado Edmonton game that I think is seven, four right now. Um, uh, yeah. I turned it off to uh, record this podcast for some yeah, reason. Cause you don't have the TV in the same room, which but, is, oh, I, guess. I don't have a TV that works in the same room. Oh, heartbreaking. I, uh, streaming. I'll, I'll teach you old timer. <laughs> yes. That's how you do I it. used to know how to do that, but I'm thinking about the meme of like too young to do this, but too old to have experienced this but with you and torrenting, but you would, you would like, no, right, I absolutely right did torrent. I just don't, uh, I just never got really into, uh, live streaming sports. Like I'd have a few streams that I would like, like, or like I had a few reliable streams. I wasn't good at like randomly finding them. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I, I cave to the sports net now thing cause I don't have TV. So I'm watching, but I made the stupid decision of, uh, forgetting to do dishes until the last minute. Uh, and so I was doing it during the entirety of the second period. Well, I was making dinner during that. I'm, (laughs) I'm waiting till after the show to do dishes. Uh, yeah. So I missed about seven goals. Jesus. Yeah. I I mean, it's a 10 goal game now. So at least I saw a few of them, but I did see that ridiculous offside, no offside one though, by McCarr. Oh yeah. That was wild. Uh, I I don't want to spend too long talking about like a series that's two periods in, but I don't know. I that seemed to me like really stretching the definition of like control of the puck or whatever. Yeah, like we'd have to look at every other offside play where was the stick touching the puck? They might need to clarify that. Uh, Edmonton's going to want that for sure. I mean, like normally the whistle only goes if you touch the puck. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. 
it was uh, it seemed weird to me. But anyways, um, I just have a uh, the sh- I just opened the share sound so that I can play that Van Cast theme like five more times um, just for fun. You should case, get down uh, all the to- other podcast noises. Yeah, I really should. <laughs> and just have them on a track ready. And all we do is we just read tweets by people. We that would be the easier way to prepare for episodes is just let's get the worst tweets ready. Yeah, just just open up all the worst takes and all the worst yeah. tweets. Instead yeah. of an 800 word reading series, we just have 250 characters. Yeah, that's not a bad yeah. idea. Actually. Um, so uh, I think the, the first order of business before we're going to spend most of this episode talking about the second round of the playoffs that just concluded. But uh, the first order of business here is just probably to talk for just a couple quick minutes on uh, the new hires slash, uh, you know, lateral moves uh, that the Canucks made in their front office and with their, uh, I guess, not coaching staff, but like player development staff. That's the word I was looking for. Um, Most notable addition to me uh, is obviously Michael Samuelson, but uh, they also hired, is it Mike Commissarek? Yeah, that's right. As well. And then they moved uh, the Sedians from, you know, whatever fucking fake made up position name they had to a different one. Um, Nobody knows what any of these people do besides like GM, president, AGM. Uh, All the like player development stuff is, I don't know. I'm sure like there's a meaningful difference between um, what they were doing before and what they're going to do now. But I highly doubt like anyone that doesn't work for the Vancouver Canucks really knows what it is. So, I mean, my understanding, and if this wasn't all then and Rutherford coming in to do this, uh, I would also buy that these were extremely vague titles, but like if this was still Jim Benning, uh, I would assume that it's very vague and the city and just kind of wake up and decide what they're going to do each day. But I read that in Pittsburgh, they kept bringing in X players to be to do player development, and that yeah. worked wildly. That was wildly successful for them with all those random players who were being developed uh, excellently, who weren't, you know, top ten picks or anything. So he, Alvin and Rutherford probably have a framework for how those positions are going to look. So yeah. I'm not as skeptical about this. Oh no, I'm not skeptical. No. I just like have no idea Clip what that, the Justin. difference between what they were doing <laughs> uh, before or or now uh, versus now. But um, yeah, it, it is funny to me that Michael Samuelson is back uh, because he really shit talked the organization on his way out. Uh, I don't know if anybody even oh, remembers he? that, but no, no yeah. idea. Where he was upset that, that they uh, he was upset that they didn't sign him for longer, right? I think so. And he also, he also, yeah, no, they traded him. Uh, They traded him to Florida, I believe. Oh, right. He was a part of like the two weird Florida deals. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure if we're wrong about this, uh, you'll be hearing from Justin in a second, but um, I got, I got got it. It's we. And if anyone misses that, we'll be hearing from it in a year key in our DMS. That's right. Yeah. It was, we traded him and Marco Sturm, who I forgot we had for Booth, Ryan Pratt and a third. Okay. That's what I thought. Uh, Apparently, Samuelson was okay. I, I hate how trades get listed on charts on trade yeah, chart websites. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to say it naturally, but the Penguins sent their first round. Okay. In addition to two picks, they sent mm-hmm. Michael Samuelson to the Panthers, and the Panthers gave them the pick that. Peng, pe, sorry. The, the Panthers gave them the Penguins pick. Is that to what you're pick, saying? Yes. To pick Marc Andre Fleury. Wait, what? That's not that 
That's really strange. <laughs> Pittsburgh only picked Mark Andre Fleury using a pick that they received from. That doesn't make Michael any sense. Mark Andre Fleury was drafted in. I'm reading. I'm just reading the fucking. Uh, what are you talking about? What? This is in 2003. Michael no, I'm Samuelson saying... <laughs> wasn't. Tra- what are you talking about? Michael Samuelson like, was not traded in 2003. Uh, what are you talking about? This a website this I'm looking at sense. says a, a website says June 21st, 2003. This is when a trade happened. Okay. That's not, you remember well, like, Michael Samuelson, Samuelson for the played Canucks hockey before he played right? for the Canucks. Yeah. Okay. Which is completely irrelevant to what we're Wait, talking so, about. Yeah. I have no, I, I literally have no uh, Okay. Idea you know what? what? Okay. About. No, I, I don't want to, I feel called out here, but I have, I have proof. Uh, check okay. the check, check the zoom chat. I know okay. this is terrible audio, but yeah, this fucking sucks. I, look, look, Michael Samuelson's in this trade. You're so good at this. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, let me see. <laughs> yeah, fine, whatever. No, this yeah. is Jackson being unnecessarily dismissive of my okay. hockey. Knowledge. Michael Jackson's just sharing his screen for us, so like we know what's going on. Okay, so what you are saying, Vias. Is that wow, in he was traded for Adam Graves. Great content. Yeah. Is that it's actually kind of interesting. In 2003, Michael Samuelson, a first round pick and a second round pick were traded to the Penguins for the first overall pick that they used on Mark Andre Fleury. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. You made it sound like the Canucks were somehow involved no, in that. No, no, no. The Canucks Panthers in 2012 okay. made a three-way trade with the Penguins and the Panthers for Mark Andre for the pick that the uh, Penguins used on Mark Andre Fleury. Somehow was what yes. you made that sound. No, like. but anyway, no. Fan, the fans will fans will absorb me on the, that one. Okay, but in Vios's defense, the other interesting thing about that is that the first-round pick that became Nathan Horton was also in that trade. That is actually interesting. Um, Thank you. Anyways, I don't give a shit about also Dan Carcillo. Uh, oh, that's cool. Don't care. Yeah, don't care. Don't care about any of this. Um, it's not relevant. It's just fun trivia. Yeah, uh, I just vaguely recall uh, Michael. And what Samuelson is this show, anyways? A long time trivia. ago, uh, kind of shitting on case like, closed. The Canucks being so, uh, you know, forward thinking and doing the sleep doctors and the mind room and shit or whatever on his way out the door. I just vaguely remember that. So it's funny to see him coming back now, but I also guess there's probably very, very, very few people left in the organization from when Gillis was around anyways. So who cares? Um, Mike Commissarek, remember that guy? I sure do. Not really. Yeah. I don't remember who he played for, but I remember would you, hearing would his you... name a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know the name. <laughs> uh I'm I'm getting uh, the phone boards are lighting up with all these text <laughs> messages from people saying we want to hear from Vios what trades uh, my comments Eric was involved in. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> give me one moment. Also getting a number of calls right now from people screaming into their phones. Actually, that uh, as we all know, Mike Commissaric played 12 seasons in the National Hockey League, including seven with the Montreal Canadiens, four with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and one with the Carolina Hurricanes. All right. Uh, I think we could move on to the second round of the playoffs um, because, yeah, I really just I don't know. I always these uh, these things where they announce like some guys been hired in a like low level management or coaching or development role or whatever, or someone's been moved around like very much do just feel like cheap heat. Like it's just free publicity to, for them to be like, hey, remember these guys? Well, they work for us now. Um 
Yeah, but they yeah. kind of they kind of fucked up by doing this in the same day that Pedersen's baldness or his his new haircut came. Yes, out. which was the bigger story, really. Yeah, um, very much so. That is least... on the front page of Canucks Army right now. It's also is it? Yeah. Oh wow. Well, it's the most recent story, so that's amazing. No, but that yeah, it was also uh, Rob Williams at Daily Hive also did a story about it. Um, great, great stuff, guys. Uh, I I want to know like where was where was I for the you know (laughs) what have I tried to say here like where were these stories when I was fucking yeah (laughs) like I would have done I would have gotten like three articles out of Pedersen's new haircut. Um, anyway, you can still do that. I guess I could. No, it's yeah. too late. It's too late. The time has passed. The time was six hours ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, it has so passed. It's passed. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Second round of the playoffs. Um, which, which series do we want to start with? I think there's a fair bit to say about each of them, but uh, maybe I'll try to do what I did last time and go in order of elimination. So let's start yeah. with, um, I mean, there were a couple of surprises uh, in in the second round, but one of the bigger ones, I guess, with uh, Tampa Bay knocking off the President's Trophy winning Florida Panthers in four, completing the sweep. Um, I'll, I'll start with you, Vias. I mean, you had the Panthers going all the way, right? So... Um, I I fucked everything up because I literally (laughs) never considered the possibility of them playing Tampa for some reason. Yeah. I just, I just really thought Toronto might win. And every time I go back to what my prediction was, I was like, I can't believe I didn't account for this because of course they were going to lose that team. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had the panel. Okay. Sorry. I forgot that. I forgot that Tampa had the possibility of losing to Toronto. Yeah, fair. I had never considered that. Um, I had, I had in my bracket, I had the Panthers going uh, all the way to the third round, but um, I had them losing in seven or I had them winning in seven rather. Cause I did think Tampa Bay would be a tough out for them. But, but uh, I mean, as much as it's not, you know, Tampa wasn't like the favorite coming out of the East this year. I don't think anyone can be that shocked that they're there in the third round when they literally just won the Stanley cup twice. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm doing the arrested development. Don't dead dove inside. <laughs> however that goes uh, uh, at, at how the playoffs have, have come out in the East for sure. At least with that series. I um, mean, yeah. I, I was expecting think- it to be a series, but which did not happen. No. I, I feel more like I took an L for expecting it to be a series, even if I thought Tampa was going to win. I just want to take a risk with adding six, floor, like half of my Eastern Conference uh, fantasy pool players being from Florida. Like I, I have really, I really fucked myself over here. Well, I mean, I think it's normal to like recalibrate after every round and sort of like change your opinion based on what's happened in the playoffs so far. And like initially I had the Panthers winning that series when I did my bracket. But after seeing how Florida fared against Washington and then how mm-hmm. Tampa fared against the Leafs, I was sort of like, okay, uh, I, I kind of think Tampa might, might take this one. And by the same token, like, even though I had the Canes, which we'll talk about later in their series, I think if it had gone down to being the, the Canes and the lightning in the third round, I would have changed my mind and taken the lightning because I, I just think 
I think they're going all the way. I think they're the real deal. I think they have a very good chance of being the first team in something like 40 years to uh, yep. win three cups in a row. Uh, yeah, yeah, we went back and it was just the Islanders, right? It's yep. uh, the Islanders. And then funnily enough, right before the Islanders, it was the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think this can be a surprise to anyone because, like, one thing that was that was uh, pissing me off at, in the aftermath of the uh, Panthers, I guess you know, you could look at it. Did, did you before I before I get to that? Did you guys think this was more a case of the Panthers blowing it or Tampa Bay just being that good? I'll just admit that I didn't watch, did not watch enough of the series to really know. Fair enough. Fair enough. S- same here. I my thing I'm just sticking to is that they got goalied. Uh, yeah. The Vasilevsky is is just that much better, and whoever of got uh, g- just way too much of a, <laughs> whoever of whoever Bobrovsky. of <laughs> whoever, yeah. whoever ski. Yeah. Uh, wait, that makes it sound like I assume they're all Polish. Yeah. <laughs> uh anyways uh yeah they got they got goalied and i think uh i'm picking uh i'm picking the rest of the bre- of the playoffs based off of goalies which means i think tampa's gonna win unfortunately i think yeah. darcy kemper is gonna get rocked in the finals which tells yeah you yeah that is a pretty likely outcome i think yeah i we'll, think Tam- we'll tampa has twice as much talent as edmonton in my eyes sure uh, yeah Player for player, uh, obviously McDavid's the best in in the playoffs right now, but uh, too much firepower. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I mean, so one thing that was that was pissing me off in the aftermath of that series was people talking about the Panthers scored more goals than any team since 1996 or what whatever the fuck it was, and I was curious about this, so I looked it up. That is also true of seven other teams. Yeah, cuz like, isn't this yeah. the year where this is the most scoring in like Well, because 30, everybody everybody was playing against like uh teams third goalies yeah. and first and second line of their AHL team for like a third of this season. Unless teams mm. had the number had the number on these goalies too. I absolutely, yeah, and a bunch of these a bunch yeah. of these teams hadn't played each other in two years or whatever. So I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously the, the, the Panthers um, scored a lot of goals and it was very impressive, but I, I, um, I took a look at, I took a look at this actually. I'll see if I can find um, what I, what I wrote about it. So the argument that I've heard about the goal scoring being real sure. is that uh, the majority of the extremely high scoring games didn't necessarily involve people beating up on minnows. Yeah. But your point about, you know, third string goalies, AHLD pairings, you know, maybe your bottom six is all AHLers that I've not seen anything about. Yeah. Cause like it, people were saying like, Oh, well like Detroit's the worst team ever. Montreal's the worst team ever. So what do you expect? But like outside of a handful of like the game that we watched before your wedding of Toronto, yes. Detroit obviously was God, like that a was 15 goal game. But for the most part, the absurd goal scoring was not a result of people just beating up on the minnows. It was throughout the league, which is not inconsistent with it being COVID and people getting sick. I've, uh, I've checked cap friendly and minnow is a type of fish. 
All right. Yes. So, okay, by, by, wait, before that, Jackson, before yeah. that, uh, right now on the share screen for the listener, Jackson is uh, opening up uh, his Twitter and looking for some stuff. Uh, I would like to propose and see if the fans agree that we just do episodes where Elliot and I just watch Jackson or we do live videos of watching Jackson go on Twitter. It would be great because <laughs> because it would be like him finding him just actively looking for things that make him mad and then switching to a tab where he looks up the address of whoever tweeted that. <laughs> I think I just think I think it'd be a lot of fun for everybody. that would be funny. Yeah. Okay. So I I I broke this down and um I just picked like a random uh sample of five games in late March and early April, and uh, over these five games, the Panthers scored thirty goals, and the goalies they faced were Jake Allen. Uh, I don't know, Chris D'Elia. I don't know who D'Elia is. Um, <laughs> disgraced comedian Chris D'Elia. Uh, Andrew Hammond, Dustin Tokarski, and some guy from Toronto uh, named Calgren. Shalgren. And then they also faced Jack Campbell uh, in that game. He was, they, they chased him and then they faced Calgren. Shalgren. After that. And um, those, those, uh, those goalies that they faced, of the six goalies that they faced, because once again, they chased Campbell, uh, Jake Allen was a 905. Disgraced comedian Chris D'Elia was an 899. Andrew Hammond was an 879. Tokarski was an 899. And Calgren Holy. was an 888. And the only decent goalie that they faced in that entire sample, sample was Jack Campbell. Uh, and they averaged six goals a game over that span. And if you take like those 30 goals and just, I know this is totally like, arbitrary but like if you wipe those off the map then they basically have as many goals as the next team Mm -hmm. so like i do actually think this theory of like the competition was diluted holds water because i just picked these games randomly yeah that and that makes sense i mean if you're the these other teams facing the i don't know when florida clinched the president's trophy but you know you're going up against the president's trophy type team you're not going to Oh, unless you're desperate to make the playoffs, you're you're not. They're, folks, they're not sending their best. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I. It's like I said. I thought after they looked kind of human against um, the Capitals, like who could blame you for taking the two-time defending champs in any series? Uh, and so I, I think I have to. Um, kind of side eye people who were who were like expressing so much shock at the um the results there i mean obviously i don't think anybody expected them to get swept mm-hmm. but yeah. um the I, I just think the whole like oh but look how many goals they scored thing is like you know one of those teams that also scored the most goals since 19 since the mid 90s or whatever was tampa bay now they were at the bottom of that spectrum, whereas the Panthers were right at the top. But uh, I just sort of think like you can't really in a year where where scoring is was so off the charts. Like I I think you kind of gotta like handicap for that a little bit. Sorry, were you saying Tampa is the bottom <clears throat> the bottom of the range of teams uh, scoring for the last thirty? Yeah. Games? So if I remember correct, well here you know what I can pull this up too. It's in the same thread um, of the teams that broke the. 96 or whatever scoring right? barrier yeah uh yeah. It, it was them the, uh, the the panthers were first then the leafs the blues the avs the wild the flames the oilers and the lightning okay and yeah. if i remember correctly the oilers and the lightning were tied 
with the T with the Pittsburgh Penguins, which I believe it was the 95, 96 Pittsburgh Penguins, but it might've been the 94, 95. I can't remember. Okay. Spiritually to me, <clears throat> Tampa lightning or the golden state warriors of the NHL. Sure. What yes. Golden state is very good at is load management. So yeah. if I was Tampa Bay, I'd be like, we're not putting up the pressure in this last 30 games. After we two back-to-back cups, you have to be good at that. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, absolutely. And this also <clears throat> falls into a thing we're going to talk about a little bit later, but like people, somebody the other day uh, looked at like um, how the higher seed did versus the lower seed in these playoffs so far. And there it's like virtually tied, like the higher seed 136 and the lower seed 135. But like, the lower seed in two of these series was the fucking Tampa Bay lightning who just won two Stanley yeah. cups. And it's super yeah. disingenuous to take a sample of teams and go, these people are at the top and these people are at the bottom. And therefore, you know, the, the, the teams two, at the top. Yeah. The the, teams. Sorry. You know what I mean though? Like I was, the trying, two, I was trying to do Bernie. You're yeah. trying to do Bernie. I know the, 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 the like two and three seed or whatever, like, the idea that universally the two seed is going to be better than the three seed is stupid. It's Thomas Trent yeah. is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to clip that. That's, <laughs> I'm going to use that for, uh, for various. Um, uh, I, I am know, dying things. at the potential of <laughs> Bernie Sanders yelling at the van cast. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, anyways, work work on it. Yeah, uh, is is a game going from seven four to seven five? Is that possibly the scariest lead or uh, uh, just shift in it's the worst game. lead in hockey? It might be the worst lead. league in hockey, as we as we all know. The worst lead the in seven, hockey is seven five. It's like the <laughs> biggest shift from blowout to oh fuck. Yeah, you know, yeah, because it's because it's a two goal lead, but it's also there's been twelve goals already. Because it's not a three one lead. To no, a three-two lead, yeah, it's definitely not that because you know that they can score five versus just two. The funny thing is, is that this is the. I mean, and I, I guess we can move on to the Oilers and Flames now, uh, unless yeah. you guys have anything, yeah, to yeah, say about the Battle yeah, of Florida. I, but uh, the Battle of Florida and the Battle of Alberta, I think, both kind of underwhelming uh, at the end of the day here. But, yeah, that uh, I was first wrong game on in the Battle of Alberta was awesome well the hilarious so thing is one of the best basically a carbon copy of this game yep yeah because what was the final score wasn't the final score of that nine seven, six five? Oh, it was nine it was six, nine, six. and it not got six, up to nine, seven like five some at one point. fools were yeah. saying yeah. Oh, yeah perverts perverts fuck you that's you listener yeah, you guys are perverts um <laughs> oh i see a text from a nhl insider oh that's yeah that's right well true yeah. wonder what that's about uh yeah okay battle of alberta um uh, the flames goalied themselves whereas the whereas the panthers got goalied the flames goalied themselves and uh this is this one was kind of funny because like i think if i had to put my finger on what exactly went wrong i would just say Jacob Markstrom is in his like almost mid thirties now. And uh, he played a lot of games. I think he was fatigued by this point. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's kind of shitty. Reasonable. It's kind of shitty to ask a goalie <clears throat> to, you know, play like 
65 regular season games and then take you on a long playoff run and then be like, oh yeah, he's the reason we lost. Because yeah, it's like, well, he's that. also the reason you're there. So yeah. 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 Um I I have a challenge for the listeners. Um, and maybe one of you. Mm-hmm. So I was cheering for the Flames because they have the most amount of Canucks players. And also I I for some reason identify more with them than I do the Oilers. I have if I, have am, if I always been sure. I've always been team Calgary when it comes to the battle of Alberta. I, the, 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 the Calgary flames have always sort of been like the best of my enemies. Like I always liked Jerome McGinley when they had a Ginla. Um, they have better jerseys. The city itself of Calgary is just better. Um, and there, and there's just, I don't know. There's just something bad. There's just bad vibes surrounding Edmonton and the Oilers. Yeah. And I don't know exactly what it is. Maybe yeah. it, maybe it, it what it really is is it just goes back to like that dynasty team that just embarrassed the Canucks for like a decade. Yeah, and just having uh, a lot of resentment for the fact that like every because, Gretzky okay. highlight, like 100th goal, 500th <laughs> goal, you know, record setting points, record setting assists, it was always against the Canucks. But yeah, I know what you're saying, but also I kind of feel like the Canucks have like a Minnesota Wild thing against the uh, Oilers. Oh, definitely. Like- Against the Flames, there was like a real rivalry. Yes. So yeah. when it came yeah. to those in particular Oilers teams, even like I was not around for this. I'm not. No, I don't mean either. Yeah. But it's like they were never really a rival because it was the Minnesota Wild thing. It was you're not really on their radar. You might hate them for beating you, but they don't know you exist. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think about you at all. But I, I agree with everything else you've said. Yeah. So how so, did the how did the Oilers win this one? Wait, wait, no, my challenge, my challenge, my challenge. This is a quick one. If I can. Right. Sorry. I forgot. What is the record of teams who have X connects on them? (laughs) Uh, And do teams with more X connects on them fare worse or better than otherwise? Because I think the flames were cursed by the Canucks by having too many Canucks, especially a goalie. Uh, well, like Mark Markstrom lost the series. Can I answer a different question? Yes. Sure. Uh, every team that has the Canucks have former of. That's that's not an how interesting you say that, sentence. Yeah. Uh, if you traded away a player to the Canucks, you uh, make the Eastern Final. Absolutely. Yeah, and we will talk about that. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. I. I, I don't know. I mean, Luke Shen has two Stanley Cups with the Lightning, right? So, and he was a former Canuck. He was a former Canuck, and then he was a Canuck again after that, uh, right? Because he was with the Canucks, and then he ended up yeah. in Tampa Bay, and now he's back. Okay, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going crazy. Um, I don't know. I think only more... Canuck ever to do that have two non-continuous stints with the team. Oh yeah. Yes, of course. Yes. It's the only one we're What's, talking about. The only he's one the most notable about. one and the biggest fan <laughs> yes, favorite, yeah, as we all know. Yeah. What's the Simpsons yeah. joke about two non-consecutive terms? <laughs> no, but it should also be that. Um, yeah, uh, I think, honestly, what's more likely is that me rooting for your team is the kiss of death for them in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I have not had much luck uh picking a team at the start of because the year that I really wanted Tampa to win was the, the year, year they that got they got swept. swept. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I think I was also cheering for them then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the only time I, I was actually looking back because I look back at all the winners from the past, like from basically my lifetime. And the only time a, t- a team that I really wanted to win won the cup and not just like, you know, it's the Blues and they're playing the Bruins and I hate the fucking Bruins. So I root for the Blues right. was the 2018 Caps. That's really yes. the only yeah. time yeah. I've been really, really excited about a team winning yeah. the Stanley Cup. I, I kind of the next I was, closest thing would be like Detroit, but like you could not have looked at any of those teams and be like, I want Detroit to win the cup. It's like I'm okay with them winning the cup. Yeah. And <laughs> I was gonna say to to sort of make a, a like a bit of a comparison there. Um when the the first year Phil went to the Penguins, mm, I was yep, very yep. stoked that they won because of how funny it was. But I also I wasn't pulling for them in that final. I was pulling for Nashville, right? So yeah, I want to I want to PK yeah. have a yeah. cup. Possibly didn't didn't need another one. Possible future Canuck PK Subban. Um, always, always. Yeah. I think I realized another main reason for why Calgary over Edmonton for me. It's sure. that Calgary, so Edmonton fans <clears throat> act like the world is out to get them and hate that. Yeah. Calgary fans, uh, they don't hate don't it. Do they that. embrace it. They, they just don't do that. They don't they don't whine about it. They're, they're not crybabies about it. Whereas yeah. everything gets handed to Edmonton. Their history with all the WHA players uh, and um, and all the number one picks. Whereas Calgary has not has not lucked out in the same way and done nothing with it. Uh, yeah, I relate I relate to that more than uh, the kind of whiny nature of, uh, of the Oilers. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, anything else to say about, uh, Edmonton, Calgary? I mean, it's geez, deeply psychotic that, uh, Street. we have this giant, like oil sands ad, like greenwashing ad on your Twitter feed while we're talking about the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> and like reasons why we hate Edmonton and Calgary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, just other random thoughts. Um, I really thought Johnny Gaudreau fucked it in that in that last. Uh, Ooh, that last was moment. bad. Yeah, uh, that he his controller yeah. disconnected, and I I saw it as it happened. I was like, oh no! And it, of course, what happened is what happened. Um, that last uh, no goal call was bullshit, but yep. Calgary was Ooh, asking to lose. Yeah, let's anyways. talk for just a quick moment about that. Actually. Um, I mean, if you're going to talk about like how Edmonton acts like it's so hard done by for getting every single first round pick for 10 years straight. Yeah. Um, Calgary is the team that got eliminated twice now off of extremely yeah. dicey yeah. goal or no goal calls. Yep, absolutely. And and this one. Uh, Are you including 2004? Yeah, that's what I mean. Was, yeah. yeah. Okay. This one was worse than 2004. Like, I, I know yes. the stakes aren't the same, but like the stakes, the yeah, I mean, the stakes one, were not the same. But and like, but 2004 was the right call. I yeah, or at least play it for was, play. It was very close. Like it was. Yeah. that's a tough. I one. think it's justifiable as the right was call. The, I was the do call not on the ice no goal? Is that no? They call the the call was a goal and they overturned okay, it. I see, it's see, really bad. I think I I would say that if I like. If I was the goal judge there, I would say it wasn't conclusive enough to call it back. But and I would move and it, change my last name. Yeah. If and... it had been uh, the other way around and they had called it no goal on the ice, 
I would have said, I would have also said this is inconclusive and it's no goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah but yeah. whatever. So it's so uh, much weirder that it went the other way. Yeah. This one though, this one that would have sent the flames to game six, uh, which I think at that point they have a pretty good chance of winning two more. Um, you know, I know played, they played like, obviously game one was amazing. They, they were dusted in the, in games two, three, and four, but yeah. then they started coming back, uh, really well. They I were the better team in game through. five. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely were. And they deserve to win because that was a goal. That puck was going in anyways, first of all. Yeah. And second of all, I'm sorry. That's not a distinct kicking motion. No. What the fuck no. does distinct no. kicking motion mean? If that counts and Ray Ferraro had a great point about this. He had a great idea. Make the rule. Your foot has to, your blade has to leave the ice for it to be a kick. Yeah. 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 And it did. And it didn't. And I mean, fuck, like that was just not a kick. I'm sorry. Like I, Uh, I don't, I don't see how you look at that and say like, he's trying to stop. He's moving. And, and they, you know, he's moving while it happens and they say you're allowed to direct the puck. So. Yeah. And not only yeah. that, I think Friedman brought this up. I, I'm sure. hesitating to say Elliot cause I'll be confused. Uh, <laughs> Friedman said in the panel uh, after the game that when you look at goalie interference calls, even if a player interferes with the goalie, if that player was involved in a lot of contact with one of the defending players, yeah, uh, let's say one of the Edmonton players sure. uh, and then and the interference happened they tend to not call that penalty yeah and that's right. he said you should apply the same logic to that goal he was being pushed uh maybe arguably like not pushed an incredible amount but he's being pushed pretty considerably in front of the net and i would i would buy the argument that he was looking for balance he is yeah. also thinking about the puck and he, he knows that if he can direct the puck without kicking it it'll get a goal so he's doing all the right things he's supposed to be doing um, and so it's even more baffling. Yeah. That was the only, uh, explanation I can come up with that makes sense is someone who works in Toronto wanted revenge for Joel Otto. That's the only thing I can think of that makes sense. Somebody's holding a 30 plus year grudge against Joel <laughs> Otto for kicking it in and fucking, uh, 19 tickety eight. Or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, anything else on uh, Edmonton Calgary? I think uh, that's probably pretty good. I think that's it. I think the last thought, just because I was talking to Calgary people, is that they want to give Goodrow like eight million dollars, and that raises red flags in my head that Calgary is about to like reach the end of its cycle. That if they're going to pay him eight million. How the hell are they going to keep that con- that whole roster oh, together? Man. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know enough yeah. about the team. And I was just, you know, if anybody has insights about the future of Calgary. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I, I really don't know. I mean, the thing about Goudreau is he's a legitimately elite player. But, he, but yeah. the other thing about Goudreau is that he also kind of had a down couple of years before this one. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, there are... Smarter people out there who can answer that one for me. Um, so next up is uh, the one of the three series that was not a surprise, I think, in, uh, in any regard, which is Colorado downing the St. Louis Blues in six, which I think was yep. basically the most lukewarm take you could have had 
about uh, that series. Like St. Louis, pretty good team. Um, good enough to win two games against Colorado. Not good enough to get to any win. farther than that. Yeah. Um, my biggest takeaway from this series, well, two. Uh, the first is really just disgusting bummer that uh, the Avs blew it and that Nathan McKinnon goal didn't go down as the series winner because that would be a fucking legendary all-time moment in NHL playoff history if that wouldn't even matter what they did after they could (laughs) they could get like upset by the Oilers they could get swept and it wouldn't matter because it would be the goal that sent them to the conference finals for the first time since 2000. And yeah, that that's for Tim Horton's commercial right there for Nate two, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It would be a Tim Horton's commercial for sure. Um, yeah. And then the other one thing is uh, the way it actually ended up uh, get, uh, being yes. one was very, was also great. Legend. Uh, Darren Helm with uh, I think less than four seconds to go in uh, the third period. 35 year old Darren Helm. Like my God. Uh, I remember I told, I, I went to a show. Uh, we are getting dangerously close to like, here he comes the oldest man in the league territory yes. where you're like, that is just my age. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> uh, Darren Helm though. Uh, I, I remember I, like I went to a show immediately after that and I was so glad he scored because I was going to have to miss the overtime. Cause I went to go um, see my friend's band open for Mark Sultan. And, oh yeah, um, I saw that. That that was cool. Yeah, it was it was it was a great Good show for the too. this. Um, yeah, great band. The this. Uh, I'm filling in for them on bass. Uh, oh nice. Next month, hopefully, uh, come see me. Um, I'll, I'll get the I'll announce the dates on the show at some point. Um, yeah. Uh, I went to the show and talked to my like hockey fan buddy or whatever who like used to be hugely into it and is now like kind of not as into it. And I told him about that. And his immediate reaction was just Darren Helm is still in the league. And I was like, yeah, uh, believe it or not. Um, yeah. And my also re- my reaction Darren too. Helm is only 35 was the other uh, one. <laughs> yeah. He, um, Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Seven, six. Oh, seven, six game. Anyways. Oh boy. Uh, I, I, I love Darren Helm and it's solely for video game reasons. Cause I kept adding him to my NHL teams in between 2009, and 2011, like, like first thing I did when I would get the game after upping Alex Burroughs overall rating to 95 as he deserved yes, it, of course. uh, is, uh, getting Michael grab is Grabner back was getting yep. Michael Grabner back yep. and then getting historical wrong. Yeah. And then getting Darren Helm and having the greatest all-time checking line ever of Kessler, Grabner, and oh, uh, Helm. Helm. That the, line would be really good, actually. They forecheck. They, they would yeah. forecheck on the penalty kill every time. It was fucking nuts. I Darren loved it. Helm uh, and so fast was uh, one of the was like the classic EA NHL guy who was better in the video game than he was in real life. Yeah, I, which I, isn't I, to say I I think the world or I mean not so much now. He's very much like a a fourth line sort of replacement level uh, guy or whatever. But like for a very long time, I did think the world of Darren Helm as a player, like as a bottom six player or whatever, but he was like, he would score like 60 points in, in uh, you know, NHL 14 or whatever for like a uh, Detroit team. That was not that good. Yeah. Like he was part of the reason why Detroit 
did not look as bad as they really were. Yes, absolutely. In, for the last in, for the last yeah. glimmers of them being okay, a tolerable team. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, he would once in a while when he was a lot younger, and I'm talking like 2009, so around the Cup year. Yeah. Uh, that interesting back to back Detroit Penguins here. Um, he would dominate penalty kills where he would go one v four, one v five, and just <laughs> keep keep it behind the net. And yeah. that that's the kind of stuff that if anybody in your team ever does that, they are. Like that's Ring of Honor territory, and, like <laughs> yeah. so quick. I fall in love with that stuff so much. Totally. Yeah. The other thing um, about the nobody celebrates that stuff. No. The, the other thing about the uh, Avalanche series that I thought was interesting was that after they blew that game, I think after uh, St. Louis won Game Five, everyone was starting to talk about the narrative and like the overlying structure. Yeah. Everyone was starting to talk about the superstructure of the series. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh... <laughs> okay. Before Elliot was just like, <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> this is great. No, um, whether or not they would just choke again and not make it to the conference final. Yeah. And so now I almost want to like hyper correct on that and say, look, they had the scare. You yeah. know, it's that thing that like Kevin BX was talking about. Like you have the scare, you go through the hardest thing mentally. So now, now what is there? Now you, yes. now you got the, now you got the juice. Now, you know, you can go the rest of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Saint, Makes Saint me want to go all in on Colorado winning. Ignoring the fact that Tampa Bay is a, at least for the 2020s, a dynasty team, even yes. if yep. they don't win this year, I think that's a dynasty team just based off the last four or five years. Oh, I would say so. Yeah. Ignoring that fact. If there's any team you want to play to uh, prepare you for a Stanley Cup final, I think it is the Blues. Totally. With the amount yeah. of scoring, with the amount of yeah. toughness, and you're running into a guy like Ryan O'Reilly and Bennington. Yeah. That's that's well, that's a great team to have your hard Okay, shape. it's funny that you say Bennington because Sorry. Bennington <laughs> got hurt and then played, and then they had to play uh, Ville Husso. But uh, the funny thing about that is I really do like – have to laugh at the St. Louis fans who think Huso was the reason they lost that series when Huso was very, very good this year and Bennington was very not. And yeah, um, no, he he was a starter. He was a starter before Bennington too, like before Bennington uh, took over in the cup year, right? Uh, No, that was Jake Allen. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Jake Allen used to be, similar thing though, like Jake Allen used to be good and then he was bad and now he's bad again. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, as far as um, the speaking of goaltending, though, uh, um, you know, Bennington threw that uh, that water bottle at Nazem Kadri or whatever. Don't care yeah, about that. That's, no, we can talk. We could we could talk about that. Our comments well, today. But. No. I mean, I, I the thing I care more about is Nazem Kadri getting his revenge game, which yes. was amazing. God, because uh, I, I, now that Nazem Kadri doesn't play for the Leafs anymore, I quite like him. I always have <laughs> liked him as a player, and I remember yeah, it's the, the environment, man. Get, you, getting in a bad things, getting in a like dog pile eight on one argument with a bunch of people in a group chat about how Nazem Kadri was better than Bo Horvat, and everyone saying I was wrong. <laughs> and then he fucking has a like one hundred point season. <laughs> so fuck you, all those people who said I was wrong. I was one of those eight, probably. Uh, maybe. Um, 
You like to stay out of it mostly, though. So maybe I, I refuse to besmirch Kadri as a hockey player. I just think he is. I think he is legitimately dirty, though. He is dirty. Yeah. He no, is, he, like, he, I think he's underrated. I think there's sort of like a hyper correction thing where he gets a lot of hate for very like yes. silly and bad yeah. reasons. Absolutely. But he is a dirty player. He's yeah. a he's a dirty player, but he's also not like um, a you know he's not a like Tom Wilson level yeah we should like, be telling tom defender. wilson to go back to his country not he, yeah exactly <laughs> absolutely yeah where's he from he's from america i think but i mean where's wilson what's that for that sounds that sounds english to me and i yeah, am 1000 percent in favor of sending that guy back to that cursed island okay i'm on um, racegeek.com and <laughs> <laughs> it's toronto <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I was just going to say, if you're going to throw, it, it, if somebody fucks up your leg mm-hmm. accidentally, takes you out of a series, yeah. and you're that mad, that makes sense. If you're going to do that, don't throw an empty water bottle so that it lands two feet away from the person. Okay, but I think an empty water bottle is harder to throw than a full one. Exactly. It, it, it is, which is why you shouldn't even try to throw it in the first place. You okay, should okay, pull that okay. shit up. With, yeah. Especially if you can get some like, is can you get like heavy liquid? Maybe a syrup. Well, as we all know from Nathan <laughs> Horton, if you spray a water bottle at somebody in an elimination game, it will go completely unpunished. So, yeah, you should have sprayed them with the water bottle. Yeah, <laughs> um, I like how in the interviews, like, yeah, I threw it. That's hockey, and it's <laughs> like that was in yeah. the hallway. That's not hockey. Man. Yeah, I Jordan Biddington is okay. So look, funny. you can. Fighting in the hallway is hockey. Throwing a water <laughs> bottle, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I did think it was funny that, um, like, okay, so obviously he had as as was commemorated in an earlier episode of uh, this podcast. He had a bunch of like racist tweets that he uh, deleted that were from when he was like fourteen or whatever, um, and. Uh, and yeah, he's deleted them all now. But the much funnier thing to me is that he also deleted like the, the tweets where he says Imagine Dragons is his favorite band. <laughs> and like, you know, the infamous like who peed on my backpack tweet. He deleted um, that one? Yeah, they de- he deleted those. And I assume he just deleted them because basically I kept retweeting them every time. Like <laughs> he was involved in something stupid or like lost or whatever. Um, I'm assuming like... <laughs> Me and this show <laughs> constantly, uh, you know, uh, referencing back to it was probably. You know, I try. I try to think that that happened like maybe a third of the way into our show. Yeah, that actually that actually happened. I think on like the second episode. Yeah. No, it was it was. Um... Well, I I only know I I'm only thinking that because I know Audrey from Funny's yeah. message us very soon after. I think about Bennington's sister. Yes, yes. And yeah. how she had some like alien Canadian. That's right. Yes. She oh, was I, and I just realized why she called it the alien thing. It's because of like like it, like the immigration term of being an alien. That's right. right. Yes. Yeah. No, but yeah. they uh, uh it was very early. It wasn't like our second episode, but it was like episode like 12 or something, I think. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't have much else to say about that series, well, I don't think. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, so last but not least, uh, the Rangers in what I would consider a pretty significant upset, uh, taking down the hurricanes in seven, um, much like Calgary. 
Carolina goalie themselves, by which I mean yep. their goalies all died. Yeah, I I mean I think it it was just one of those situations where Carolina's a good team. Uh they when we talk about the Rangers and we talk about them making it to the third round, I think the very first thing that you have to talk about is the fact that they've played 14 games now, both series went to seven, and they have faced one starting goalie once. Um, I think that plays a pretty major role. It definitely played a role in them beating Pittsburgh. I don't know as much with Carolina because I happen to think anti Ranta is a starter quality goalie. Um, even though he's not a starter, uh, like for most teams, losing your starting goalie is a huge downgrade for Carolina going from Anderson to Ranta is like a slight downgrade, but I think it still plays yeah. a role. Uh, another thing that plays a huge role is this playoffs has been called in terms of penalties, a lot more like the regular season than most playoffs in yeah. recent memories. There were a lot of power plays. The Rangers are a very good power play team. The Carolina Hurricanes are a pretty bad power play team. And I think it ended up making the difference. And, you know, when the Canes go into this offseason, I think one of the things they finally really need to address now after having the same result for basically four uh, playoffs in a row now uh, they got to go out and get somebody who's uh, either like a high volume uh, goal scorer or a high percentage shooter because um, they they have a shot quality problem, even though they dominate games and they spend like, you know, generally anywhere between 50 to 100 percent more time in the uh, offensive zone than most of their opponents. I I don't have any knowledge about the about new york honestly or carolina i've Fair enough. i've def deferred to you on all that mm. i couldn't name too many new york players i am happy to see that uh alex Lef alexis lafreniere yes or is it lafreniere it's what lafreniere i i don't know why people say lafreniere that's that's just like if there was no e at the end oh, right it yeah, would be lafreniere e. but like right, right that just strikes me as people who don't who don't understand yeah. how French works. Uh, trying to sound like they understand how French works. Uh, ghoul languages. I don't care. Anyways, uh, happy that he's doing uh, that. He that he's not, you know, playing bust hockey. Uh, yeah, I'm, no. I'm glad that yeah. he's also getting playoff experience. Uh, nothing much else to say. I think Chris Kreider and Mika's manager are cool. Sure. Yep. Good for them. Uh, I don't want to root for them though. That's just. No, 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 I, never. Yeah. I, I mean, I my, my first hockey memories are 94. Fair. Right. So yeah. I have a very, very best interest in never wanting anything good to happen to the Rangers. Mm -hmm. Here's a, uh, uh, like a messed up thing to think about. So um, we talk a lot about the LA Kings, right? Being a team that was both like, bad like bad later than vancouver and now good earlier than vancouver yeah, right? yeah. that's yeah. something yeah. that elliot over, i know for sure has mentioned they've leapfrogged us yeah so yeah. here's a fucked up thing to think they're in the eastern conference final now and in 2014 oh. when the la kings won their second stanley cup yeah they won it against the new york rangers yeah 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 
like that's another team that, <laughs> that, for, for that whatever, got bad and then got good for whatever you might think about the the like this iteration of the rangers like once again yeah another team that uh was good stopped being good rebuilt and is now like back in the playoffs and playing meaningful hockey sooner than in Vancouver Canucks. in summary and I'm, I'm not doing this to make fun of you in summary sure. eight years is a long time <laughs> yes that's right yep um I think this dovetails nicely into just a uh, topic that I want to spend like a few minutes on that has been uh, really roiling Canucks Twitter and may- maybe hockey Twitter too in general. I can't really, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it definitely seems centered uh, particularly around uh, Vancouver, which is um, basically, is it better to be a good team or a bad team in the playoffs? And that might sound um, ridiculous, but that is basically what people seem to be talking about. And it, it, it's mainly, I guess, because of that tweet that uh, I read off of the sort of off the hop there, like, and Thomas Trance um, doing his sort of thing of, of, you know, talking about how, like, unless you're an elite team, you can't, do anything in the playoffs or you can't win a Stanley cup or whatever. Um, which I don't know. I mean, we can, we can, um, parse this out a little bit more in a second, but I guess my, my main thing that I'm going to say about that is that like, I think as soon as you make the point that like X type of team can never win the cup or will never win in the playoffs, you've essentially backed yourself into a corner where you have to prove a negative and you're, you're never going to be right because there's always that one chance in a hundred yeah. that like, you know, look back at all the post cup winners and tell me like every single one of those teams was elite. I think that's, that's who but the point that Trance is trying to make there, which is that you can't just build a team that might make the playoffs, hope that they get in and then hope that they win a cup because those teams will never be good enough. And like, um, maybe, maybe this happens once. Like maybe yeah. there is one team somewhere that is kind of okay. Barely makes the playoffs thing like goalies their way to a cup. But the thing is, I don't care about any mediocre to bad team winning the cup. I care about one team that is mediocre to bad and their chances of winning the cup. Yeah. And that okay. is a dramatically different ball game. That's, that's a very smart way to put it. Wow. My eyebrows raised as you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to go back through every single fucking cup winner and talk about like which ones were elite and which ones weren't. I, it does bother me. But we're going to do that. We should do that as a bonus episode. We start from 1916. I go, was that a good team? <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. Um, <laughs> and just should... a quick thumbs down. Or thumbs up. Yeah, we should do that. Let's do that on the bonus serious? one soon. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That was a joke. <laughs> No, well, all right. <laughs> let's not from 1916. Like, let's do it from like, like expansion or something, or even like yeah. since the 90s. I have some thoughts about the Montreal Wanderers, but okay, Mr. McConnell. <laughs> um, also, hey, I know I could say this for later, but I will forget. But Colorado's goalie right now, because uh, Kemper is out, yeah. is a man with the last name Francouz. Yes. Uh, the last Colorado goalie to win them a cup was Patrick Raw, 
mm-hmm. who was from Francis who- Canada. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Yes. I'm just point I'm just making I'm just asking questions here. Yes, fair. Um <laughs> yeah, but I, I think you know, Carry in on. terms of like sussing out the quality of teams or whatever like I I'm now seeing this rush of people basically coming to the defense of the Rangers and the Oilers and being like, "Oh, well like you know, but the Oilers have the best player in the world and all oh, the Rangers have this and that." And like you know, in, in fairness, like that is the difference between these teams and actually bad teams. Like the Rangers, their underlying numbers aren't very good. And, um, you know, they, they kind of, they've, they sort of win a lot of lucky games and they, they rely on their goaltending a lot, but they also still have a Norris trophy winner in Adam Fox a probable Vesna winner in Igor Shosturkin and a one-time uh, heart, at least nominee in Artemi Panarin. Like that's not, not, not to a, mention a 50 goal scorer. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that is a team with firepower. Like that's not a bad team by any yeah. stretch. And, and a, and in Lafreniere, maybe not the last two years, but potentially future, he could live up to being well, number one overall. That, that kid line, I think has, with Heedle and Kako has played really well for them and kind of probably killed the chances of the Canucks getting a better return for JT Miller than they would have gotten if they had moved him at the deadline, Um, which circles back around to once again, if JT Miller is so good, how come the two teams that traded him away are playing in the Eastern conference final, a team that traded JT Miller away is going to play in the Stanley cup final and maybe win back to back to back Stanley cups. Um, everything is always about JT Miller, right? Yeah, uh, I, I want to put in audio that the Simpsons noise where Homer's head in his head, his brain like left the room and you can yes. just hear it going <laughs> up the stairs and closing a door. Yeah. Um, that's me right now as you brought that up. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, what else about the Rangers? Uh, did I want to say? Um, yeah, I mean. So I don't think either of these teams that could possibly go to the finals are very good. And guess what? Even if they win the cup, uh, I'm still not going to think they're very good. It happens sometimes teams that are, you know, only decent to okay. Sometimes once in a while might win a cup, but that doesn't change the fact. I mean, that that Washington team that won the cup was probably the worst iteration of that Washington team in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. But that was that was and that was still after having an incredible team for a few years. Well, and that's yeah. the so that's not a great example, but I would say that Washington team and that St. Louis team were both pretty pretty flawed teams that won the cup. They're yeah, both so you pretty can't just aim for like that's not something you can aim for. But they are pretty point. great examples of the principle that that I want to highlight here, yeah. yes. which is that the yeah. best way to win a Stanley Cup, the most like durable way to win a Stanley Cup is to build a team that's like a good bet to at least make the second round for like 10 years. And then finally, in the case of the uh, 2018 Capitals, it's like finally when you're on your very last legs in like the 10th year of being in a team that used to be elite, everything just shakes right for you and you win the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Lifetime Achievement Award you finally get. Exactly, you, yeah. Except you clawed your way yeah. to actually get it. You got to be and, lucky to be, you got to be lucky to be good. You got to be, yeah, yeah. be lucky. Exactly. Just like, yes, yeah. exactly. You can't, I, like you can't aim for eighth when there are eight other teams trying to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, and that's the thing is that 
even uh, in terms of like, I don't think that the Oilers or Rangers are good for playoff teams. They're still playoff teams. Yes. And, and that's yeah. kind of the, that's kind of the difference is that for whatever you may say about how they've done what they've done, those are not teams aiming to be eighth in the playoffs. Those are teams that are aiming to be first in the league. They're just not there yet. And they're not doing it well, but they're not like Jim Benning aiming their way to be maybe eighth and maybe sneak in and hopefully went around and anything can happen, blah, blah, blah. And that's where Drance is, is right. Is that that's, that's no winning strategy because teams that, do that aren't really they're fundamentally unserious right um but you know yeah it's like i said you the the most durable way to win a stanley cup is to just always be there and uh i had something else that i wanted to say but i got distracted by this clip of the canucks that's playing right now so yeah yeah, yeah. actually the other thing i want to sort of draw comparison to is drafting sure because like drafting, the best way to draft well is just have lots of kicks at the can. The best yes. way to win the cup is to just have a team that can make the second round a whole bunch of times. And I mean, it also comes down to like one of the most fundamental pieces of received wisdom in hockey, which is the like goddamn uh, Wayne Gretzky quote yes. that like you just yeah. ha- like you know you miss every shot you don't or you I miss every shot you don't Stephen take or Harper whatever. For- the next election oh <laughs> oh, oh no but like look at harper he <laughs> harper ran in like five elections and he only won four of them or three of them that's right yeah um still won three of them. so i remember what i was going to say now which is that the funniest that, thing that about was like this... a three-way alley-oop <laughs> yeah the funniest thing about this is that because it's so centered on drance and is therefore like mainly Canucks fans, I think, that are arguing about this for whatever reason. Okay, maybe to win a Stanley Cup, you have to be a really great playoff team. Maybe to win a Stanley Cup, you have to only be an okay playoff team. Do you know what type of team has never won a Stanley Cup? A team that doesn't make the playoffs. And that's what the fucking Vancouver Canucks have been for most of the past eight years. So like how this is even a a relevant question to people out here is totally beyond me because it's like, we fucking missed. We weren't even good enough to get swept in the first round by the Colorado Avalanche. So like, why, why does this matter? I don't know. Yeah, no. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I was, I was quickly thinking about whether or not, uh, 2020 whether or not tampa was in a position to be in the playoffs if it wasn't for the whole situation but yeah they were oh uh one final thing on uh the lightning too uh it'll be very cool if the lightning win because i believe it will make them the first team to win back to back to back stanley cups in three different playoff formats i'm not a hundred percent sure that that's the case but it feels like it would be um, and that would be very cool because no, I'm sure you're right. A lot of people, uh, have talked about like, uh, particularly like, I guess their first cup, but maybe even their second cup too, like about those being kind of like fake cups because of how the, how they were awarded. But like, if they win this one, 
it it makes them like almost even more impressive because it's like they found a way to do it when the circumstances were completely different, like three times in a row. Um, do we want to just quickly, before we move on to the last thing, lay down our predictions for both of these series? Obviously, we now have the final score of the Avs Oilers. The Avs took it eight to six. Love that. Um, so that, you know, uh, we can adjust for that, I guess. But uh, I'll start with you, Elliot. What do you think? Uh, I have Avs in Tampa. Yeah, it fair. doesn't even matter that they won today. Like I had that before. Yes. Yeah. Uh, number of games. Uh, I think Tampa is going to take it in five. I see. I want to change it, but I originally was going to say abs in six. Okay. Yeah. Fair. What about you? Are you making uh, a wait? That's your finals prediction or your West finals and East finals? No, just that. We'll 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 do a Stanley Cup final prediction when. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not rooting for this. Sure. Edmonton in seven. Okay. Uh, I respect I, it. I, I, uh, I, uh, I see where you're coming from. What's, what's, what's the line? I take no joy in, uh, in reporting, reporting this. this. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and I think Tampa in five. I think they get goalied uh, once. Um, I want to say six, but I, I just don't feel comfortable with that. Um, now, just a quick one for my for my Edmonton prediction. That's yeah. on, that's only because I think Colorado's. I mean, clearly they already have goalie troubles, but uh, Kemper sure. left the game today. I didn't see what happened, but I, it's shaky enough, and it's weird to put a lot of put that much faith in Mike Smith. But he uh, he has his like goofy moments, sure. but it's kind of like Luongo where. Stellar, like, okay, not he's not as good as Luongo. No, of course not. Yeah. But he he's consistent, except for those very few times where he, when he isn't, he is so hilariously uh, just like just goofy on the ice. That's the only yes. word I can use. Yeah, totally. But but if you but that's only like maybe twice in a game, which means yeah. you have to score a lot of goals. Good thing they have Drysaddle and McDavid. So uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I will say I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to say, uh, well, not opposite, but I'm going to take it in a different direction and say, I'm going to go gentleman sweep for the Avs. Uh, they're going to go, they're going to win in five. I'm going to say that's because um, the Avs just have so many options for what they can do here. They can go power versus power um, and just let their depth scoring be way better than the Edmontons or than the Edmontons, than the Oilers depth scoring. They can hard match like Kadri, Nachushkin and Lekkinen against McDavid's line and just totally like piss them off and shut them down for, you know, uh, for at least all the home games. Um, they can uh, move, they can move there. They can sort of do, take a hybrid approach uh, maybe put like uh, Landeskog on that line instead of Lekkinen, um, sort of play like a power for power game against their top two lines. And Mike Smith is 40 years old. I think fatigue is going to set in here. So I'll say uh, Avs in five, and I will say Tampa in six, because I think the Rangers are going to take one of the first two games uh, and surprise the uh lightning who have just been sitting around waiting to play hockey for like over a week uh yeah and i think they're gonna win one at home because they've done really well at home um in all of these series so uh yeah i will say 
Avs in five, rain, uh, lightning in six. So, uh, last sort of thing on the menu here is never, you know, like I never enjoy coming into my podcast and having to talk about shit that sucks and is terrible. Uh, I'll make sure to put a, uh, timestamp in here, uh, for a, a content warning because we have to talk about, um, the, uh, I guess Rick Westhead story that's come out about um, does, does anyone have the exact details on this? I, I, I kind of purposely avoided learning too much about it because it was just so depressing, but um, it was the uh, lawsuit settlement against a number of uh, players from some, a number of CHL players, some of whom were from the Canadian national team who uh, inflicted like a series of really heinous uh, sexual assaults on a woman a few years ago. Uh, I wish I had better details than that. I can quickly look it up. Um, I think we can also combine the, uh, with this, the USHL announcing uh, noted hate crime committer Mitchell Miller uh, as either their defenseman or player of the year, as well as just like things that make it extremely difficult to enjoy watching this sport. Um, I don't really have much to even say about it because... We've already, we have literally already talked about Mitchell Miller. Um, so just refer back to everything that we said in that episode. It was the Dan Murphy episode. Um, and we've addressed a lot of the problems with uh, sexual abuse and assault in the CHL as well, uh, particularly in the episode with um, Samantha, where we talked about the class action lawsuit that is ongoing. Um Help me out here, guys. Uh, anything? I was, anything? I was trying to find. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have it right now, but I think Ken Campbell. Yes. Who, yeah. Uh, I think he. I heard that he had some photo where he narrowed down which players, uh, which CHL players on that uh, Team Canada team. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So he's he's kind of been going down the list, whatever. trying to sort of pinpoint who. Uh, it's not hard because I believe they said. Well, here, I, let me just quickly check this because they also said where it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you if you look at the CHL team, all you have to do is cross-reference the – I'm sorry, but all you have to do is cross-reference the, sure. uh, the Canadian team with the city that it happened in. Sure. Right? Like, yeah. It's yeah. not hard. Um, um, our, I know, like he was saying, like, oh, well, I, we know it's not this guy, this guy, or this guy. And for very bad reasons, I know that Jonah Kadjovic was one of the guys that it's not. Yes. Just because it's the only name that stuck with me, right? Yeah, totally. Um, Former because he was prospect. doing this yeah. cross-referencing and like getting agents to like go on the record saying my player was not involved. Which, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, fair, like, I, I've seen kind of people be of two minds about that. Some people saying like, it's it was kept anonymous for a reason yada 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 i'm definitely not gonna um like i'm not gonna say ken campbell trying to pin down who this is and get people to go on the record is bad um i could see why 
it makes uh, some people uncomfortable, but I, you know, I think we are personally at the name and shame point of this because clearly nothing else has had any kind of effect whatsoever. So I do know at least one of the players involved was playing in the playoffs as recently as last week. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it fucking sucks. It's a, it's a, it's a big bowl of shit and we all have to take a bite every time we watch the sport. And in terms of the Mitchell Miller thing too, like, you know, it's, I fucking hate that they announce these awards, like right uh, around the time that like everyone's getting excited for the playoffs because it's like, you know, we're all, we all sit down getting excited about getting to watch, you know, the two of the biggest, um, uh, like superstars in the league, McKinnon versus McDavid. And then like, while you're in the middle of watching the game, the fucking Buffalo chapter of the PHWA announces that they've nominated Adam Lanza for the fucking like Masterton award or whatever. Like it's just like, they literally, I swear to God, they do this on purpose and they find like, like watch next year, like Evander Kane get a bunch of, award considerations yeah. fuck yeah. what they're well if, the whole thing if, has just been like this whole playoffs has just yeah. been the evander kane redemption tour because he's been scoring goals not nothing actually good yeah if the oilers make it to the final there will be evander kane for con Smythe people tons of them for sure yeah for sure yeah. uh yeah it, it'll it'll be gross like if 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 edmonton wins and it's tampa i i might not care enough to watch I know as I say that Connor yeah. McDavid plays and so that is the draw, but yeah. I don't know. Well, as is often the case, uh, you know, it won't be surprising. It won't be that surprising if we get a pretty anticlimactic final. Cause that seems to be what usually happens. But um, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's not much more to say at this point, but it, uh, I did just want to note it as something that we will keep our eye on and talk about more if it's necessary. Um, yep. I yep. fear sadly that it won't be because it'll just fade from uh, the news and just be one of those things uh, that, you know, we all just forget about, like, um, like it is with, you know, so many players like fucking, you know, Ed Jovanovsky and uh, um, Mario Lemieux. I was about, um, I was literally about to say yeah. Mario Lemieux. I mean, the Lemieux, the Lemieux thing is slightly different because it's not um, like, it's not an allegation against him. It's a, allegation against a teammate and he was there for it allegedly uh, or w- involved in some way like but yeah like exa- just these things that are just totally memory hold or you know you can't even find on the wikipedia page for them or whatever so i mean i i both hope uh i i dread having to talk about it again but i also kind of hope in a way that we do have to talk about it again because at least mm-hmm. that means that it's not going away um yeah. You have some nice news to end on, though. Oh, Do you not? Not, new, not news from me, but friend friend of the show. Uh, and I hope this means, I hope this ups the chances that he comes on. Yes, me on too. Our, our podcast. Yeah. Or, or maybe one of his clients uh, yeah. can join us also. Uh, Spencer Gillis, uh, son of you know who he who must not be named <laughs> he must not be named yeah. <laughs> if we if we say his name too much he might come back uh which is bad apparently yeah you, you might you might get sucked up into a he'll, he'll uh he'll uh appear he'll show up the, in your sleep and then uh report it to your boss if you're not sleeping enough <laughs> he'll, he'll appear on the back of uh lawrence gilman's head <laughs> and, like talk out his face 
<laughs> or it's going to have, have to start walking around in a turban. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if, it, I, if, if we get him on. Sorry, right. fuck. I closed the window. <laughs> uh, all right, if we yeah. get him on, I will have to ask a question about does he have tips on how to sleep well? Because oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Better. Like yeah. if you're, if you're, if, especially if like, if Mike were ever, if I was ever at, to ask Mike that, like it would suck to find out that he like doesn't sleep very well. Like he never took, <laughs> yeah. he never like read the tips that that doctor. That was gave. just like his white whale. That was why he was yeah. so obsessed with <laughs> everything. Yeah, that's why he. Got... Which is not an uncommon thing in coaching. Like people yeah. do like hypercompensate for their failures. Like, and in fairness uh, too, like point. Mike Gillis, um, for much of his tenure, uh, I'm not saying he looked bad, but he did look tired. Like <laughs> he spent a good chunk of his career looking like he didn't sleep very well. So maybe maybe we're onto something here. But yeah, yes, as yeah, you were yeah. saying, sorry, I we we're burying the lead. All oh, right. Yeah. Uh, so it came out today that uh, that a really important uh, women's hockey player, uh, Michaela Grant Mentis, or Minty, I don't know how to say her last name. Uh, she signed a landmark deal with the Buffalo Buttes at the. Uh, um, okay, you know what? I I'm really bad at this. I yes. don't know, but the two leagues confuse the shit out of me. I know it's there's been so much yeah. like the back PHF and forth and the P- too and PHWPA. Yeah, um, and I know that the PHWPA I think is the one. The, anyways, it's the yeah. PHF. She yes. signed with okay. the PHF uh, Buffalo Beats team for $100,000. Nice. And her agent was Spencer Gillis. Love that for everyone now, involved. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I said this in a chat to, to my co host here earlier yes. yesterday that, you know, you hear Spencer Gillis is an agent and you hear any son of a, mm. of a major hockey agent slash general manager uh being agent you're like okay yeah that's kind of obvious like of course you were able to go do that but i think what's cool about this uh for him i think what's cooler is michaela grant that just got a hundred thousand dollars a cool uh, hundred g is not uh, bad a hundred tickety thousand yes am I, am I doing it right? <laughs> that's right um, yes <laughs> um but that he's using what uh like he's he's using that privilege that to go be because I think it was Jeff Merrick who said this in 32 Thoughts, that he's becoming the agent of choice. Yes. For women that's soccer great. players trying to sign deals. That's yeah. that's awesome. Use that. Yeah. That's 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 using those tools uh, that you're uh, very specially granted um, based off of who you are, who you're born into. Um, using it for good. That's that's sweet. Uh, Use your powers for good. Yeah, good, that's good right. For him. And, and we uh, talk about that. Ramentis. We talk about that a lot. Use your powers for good. And, yeah. and Spencer is doing that, so. We're happy for him. We're happy for Michaela. And I think that's a, a nice positive note to end on um, after some, some very bad news. So, Absolutely. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back after. Uh, I've enjoyed just doing it like at, at the end of the round, just doing a review and talking about whatever else has come up. Uh, so we'll be back to you after the conference finals to preview uh, the upcoming Oilers versus Rangers final, probably that we are Mark all... Messier Bowl. Yeah, the, most the Mark Messier first Bowl. Oh, final God. possible. Fuck, that's gonna suck so much. You know oh, it's gonna happen fuck. now. We're oh, just gonna God. have to. It's just gonna be 
end-to-end Mark Messier on our TVs, regardless of what happens. Uh, Jesus Christ. Please don't let this happen. I was thinking about why I haven't bought Lay's chips in so many years. And I was like, they they used to be pretty good. Why why don't I... Why don't I mean, I'm personally of the opinion that uh, Lay's are are trash tier potato chip, but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. The, that's the... that'll be our bonus episode. But yeah, all this to say, I think I realize why I don't buy them anymore. It's because of Mark Messier. Yeah, fair. So thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow me on Twitter at McDonald. You can follow me on Twitter at Vyasteran. You can follow me at Moose Kayak. Don't forget to follow the show at Roxy Fever. Subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash Roxy Fever. We have some plans to bring you more content, but in the meantime, um, we have the entirety of the audio re-recorded with Ramina Schloss about 20 minutes uh, for that clip show from a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's pretty funny. It's definitely worth hearing. You can find that up on the Patreon at patreon.com slash Roxy Fever. Uh, you can also send your hate mail to Mark Messier at Mark Messier on Twitter. I don't think it's the real Mark Messier, but whatever. (laughs) Bye everybody.